of maturity. Well, Christian birth is also very exciting. We often get the privilege of praying with people, leading them to Christ. Many of you who are counselors in the prayer room after a service get that opportunity. On staff, we have that opportunity as people walk through the doors for counseling, many of them not even knowing why they're there. And in the course of the counseling session, the pastor will say, are you a Christian? Well, not yet. Would you like to become one right now? Yes, I would. And they'll get born into the family of God right there. Nothing more exciting. But then, like a physical being, you expect in the spiritual realm there to be correspondent growth the longer that person lives. In the Bible, there's two major themes that that cross every page, every book of all 66 books, both Testaments, old and new. Number one is how to get to God. Number two is how to walk with God once you got there. It all points the way. This is the way of God. This is the way of righteousness. This is how you can learn about God and know him through his son, Jesus Christ. It always points that direction. But the second theme is once you know the Lord, how do you walk with him? How do you grow up in the faith? The first theme is directed toward unbelievers, lost people. The second is directed toward Christians to walk what we know is the truth and to grow in what we know is the truth. And really, that's where we come to the book of James, and that's the theme of the book of James, that second theme, how to walk in the Lord. We have in James the first of what we call general epistles, and tonight is really an introduction, general thoughts about the book, and we're going to dissect verse 1. But we call James and 1 Peter, 2 Peter, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, and Jude, general or Catholic epistles. Not in the sense of the Roman Catholic Church, but in the pure sense of the word Catholic, meaning general, universal epistles. Because they're books that are not written to one particular church or one group of people, but to all Christians generally. Though they might have had a target group in the early church, they're not stated as much as, well, the book of Romans is Paul's letter to the church in Rome, or 1 Corinthians, Paul's first letter to the church in Corinth, and so on. These are Catholic or general epistles. And the book of James is not considered a doctrinal book. That doesn't mean there's not doctrine in it, but it is principally not a doctrinal book. In fact, there is sort of a de-emphasis of doctrine and a real emphasis of practical living. The name of Jesus Christ is mentioned only twice in the book. The cross is not mentioned at all. The resurrection is never mentioned. The Holy Spirit is never mentioned. But it's not meant to be a doctrinal treatise, but to encourage practical Christian living. Live what you know is the truth. Our life spiritually began with a birth. Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be what? Born again. Otherwise, Nick, you'll never see the kingdom of heaven. For you to even enter the kingdom of heaven, you have to have a start, and that start is called spiritual birth. Peter picks up on that theme when he says, having been born again, not by corruptible seed, but by incorruptible, by the word of God which lives and abides forever. That's where we begin. But then we grow In our house, in the kitchen pantry, on the door, 
we have several pencil lines like many parents do with their children. And that is you line your kid or kids up or yourself up. Actually, you might be shrinking the older you get, but generally we go the other way, don't we? At certain ages, we mark the birthday or the date that we uh, are marking this little thing and then the height. And you write those little notes down and and you have a a living growth chart of your child. Oh, you remember when she was only that big or he was only that tall? Look now. That growth has developed over the years. And what is true spiritually or physically should also be true in the spiritual sense. We should see progress. Remember when Jesus gave the parable about the sower sowing seed into the field? And he said, now there was the good seed. And when the good seed fell onto the, uh, uh, the seed fell upon the good soil, it bore forth fruit.